Dancing, fighting, fucking crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, writing, thinking, scheming. This is the way. It's the way that we live. It's the way that we live. And I Hi, I'm Drew. And I'm Annalisa. Oh, and I'm Reese. And this is To Ellen Back, Back Generation, Generation Q Edition. We've gotten so much better at that. Uh, we have. I think well, the happiness that now we're in the same room and it's a lot easier. Yeah. Why is that? Um, well, there's a delay. Right. On Zoom. And I think also just the vibe. Yeah. It's about vibes. It's yeah. really like, did you guys ever play that improv game? Mm, I'm coming out as a theater <laughs> kid. Uh-oh. Um, where you all stand like in a circle or not, or like with your eyes closed or not, but then someone says one and then oh, someone yeah, says that you, two. that you would do before the show, like yeah. because it, then it showed how well you were vibing uh-huh. or exactly. not. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. That's yeah, kind of what that. this is. I love that. This that is game. like a yeah. per episode vibe check. <laughs> we're all on the same vibe today. I guess, maybe, question maybe. mark. I guess we'll find we'll out. We'll find out. It's a Monday. Uh, this episode is episode 209, Last Dance. It's directed by Haifa Al-Mansur, who directed the last episode, the which you may remember, may not remember, the last episode, notorious episode. Yeah, the worst episode. Um, and it's written by Ali Romano, who wrote on the Upshaws and on season one of Gen Q. Should we get into it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um <laughs> I'm trying to, I want to be enthusiastic for the people at home. I want to be harsh and funny for the people at home. I want to be, as always, somewhere in the middle. (laughs) I would like to kick us off just by saying that the saga cell, I know I'm always the only person who cares about the saga cell, which is the like 30 seconds at the beginning that recaps what has happened in previous weeks. And like, okay basically tells you what's important this week to know. Right. Um, I'm obsessed with them as like an art form. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like those and credit sequences are so fun for me to watch. That's not what this is about. This saga cell made me so mad for Carrie all over again. <laughs> like it's just so. Was it really Carrie heavy? I don't yes, remember. It was really Carrie heavy. And it's all, it's like a, a super cut of her issues this season, which is just like, we've talked about how Carrie has bad boundaries and that's all well and good. But like, she's the only like, visibly older character and she's the only like not thin character and she just like her driving she's, she's thing really is, the only butch character <laughs> and her driving thing is that she hates herself it just makes yeah. me so annoyed yeah. she passed the bar in two states yeah, yeah. we've already litigated this but i just wanted to say this was <laughs> nice. like an especially egregious oh my um, god i just remembered that like after when we found out that she was playing a defense attorney named carrie i don't know if this is before i made the connection that it was going to be Tina's fiance or not, but I thought that like Bet was going to be going to court, right? Mm, for pushing. like pushing that guy <laughs> on the stairs. God, were we ever so young? Like, what if Bet and Carrie were in court, like fighting it out? Yeah, for that's something? what I thought was going to happen. I didn't think there'd be fighting at poker night. Yeah, that would or be the s- other poker night. That would be so fun. Or I wish another that it poker night. Like- <laughs> I'd also like to say that Carrie also has not had a sex scene yet, so <gasps> it's just that's true. So it is just also like what 
role is that kind of person allowed to fill on this show? Well, and, I mean, I yeah. think it's the ro- I think it's the role Rosie wanted to play. I do agree. I know that you said this. Like, yeah. I, I agree that she is getting some like meaty, dramatic acting work, which I yeah. can imagine if you're Rosie O'Donnell, like that could be fun and interesting, and you might weigh in that like that's an interesting storyline to yeah. pursue. But what if Bet and Carrie were arguing over like the best type of food instead of like. <laughs> who had it worse growing up and then Carrie's really sad. I mean, okay. this is also why you can't have one butch character, one mm-hmm. older character, one fat character. Like this is this is this is why. Because right. then you don't have to limit the storylines as much when there's a lot more characters. Um Okay. I'm sorry for that digression. No, we that's can talk okay. about the episode now. Yeah. Um the only thing I have to say that's good is uh Pippa's seashell cowboy hat. <laughs> Obsessed with it. I also thought Bet's coat <laughs> dress that ties in the front. Mm-hmm. I didn't really know what it was. Loved mm-hmm. it. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, great fashion. I think whenever I go to an impromptu <laughs> protest um that is filled with actors who all have the same handwriting on their <laughs> on their signs. Um and it feels so incredibly like honestly it felt more fake than the protest at the CAC in the original series like in terms of like this is a protest on television vibe was so intense but i think what's most important and everyone knows this at a protest is fashion and i think that these two women they're like we're on a we're basically on a catwalk we're walking through this crowd they are all up in arms about this situation because bet porter patron saint of underprivileged artists has inspired them all to rise up against danny's dad's company i want to see fashion yeah Absolutely. They said, put on your best fit. Mm -hmm. Grab one of these signs that one person made (laughs) over here. Yeah. And then maybe the LA Times will come take pictures of us. And you know what? They weren't wrong. It was nice of Beth to make all those signs for everybody. (laughs) It was. (laughs) That was like, you know, in Catholicism, you have to do a penance. It's like you have to say 10 Hail Marys. Like (laughs) Beth's penance for almost losing Pippa. The gallery was like, okay, I'm going to organize the protest because I believe in that. My penance, because I did do something silly, is I will make 15 <laughs> signs and then we'll go. Can, right. I, can I make my first complaint of the episode? <laughs> Absolutely. Which, okay. So when <laughs> the last episode ended with Pippa and Bet being like, we're going to take them down together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wanted like, you know how like season finales of Mad Men would have like a lot of scheming? No, you I, Neither of you watched it. I don't. No. Great. We're both shaking our head vigorously. <laughs> you know how I mean, like... Men was in the title. Okay. You know yeah. how like, you know how like in a... Basically, like a heist movie. Sometimes it's not a heist where this is done, where it's like sometimes it's like a work takedown or a political takedown or something, and there's like a lot of scheming and it's like quick cuts, like fun, whatever. Mm -hmm. I wanted like a scheme. I wanted them to like take Mm -hmm. down, and instead we just start with like they've already, like even, and I'm not even, it doesn't have to be like super high concept. I just would have loved to see them getting these artists together. Right. Like I would have loved to see that like they bond over like being political and being into the arts. And right. so I would have loved to see the two of them like making calls, being like, we need to get this person, this person, oh, this person, you know, like like something fun and like exciting and schemy and like mm-hmm. political and like whatever. And instead they just like walk up to the protest and they're like, wow, we organized this protest. And I was like, oh. You know what I would have loved is if instead of Pippa being like, this will be your legacy. If that had been to Pippa, well, first of all, I mean, I think I'm in the minority here on this podcast, but I think this entire thing is stupid. (laughs) But like, if we were going to say that it's not stupid, then I would like Pippa to be the one at the center of it. No, I mean, the storyline is stupid. I think we, I don't know. I think we agree on that. I just, when it was like, oh, they're going to team up to whatever. I was like, okay, this could maybe be good, but then it wasn't. Oh, I mean like the ethics of like, 
of whether or not they should take this money. Oh, I, I think they should just, I think they should just take it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, think they're not the sack. Like they didn't manufacture the opioids. I, I think the show has not been clear about what exactly right. Danny's family has done and how bad they are. Yeah. And like how bad the company is. And so I think because they brought up the Sacklers. I'm like, well, if it was the Sacklers, but, right? If it was but, the Sacklers, but sure. But I'm confused if that's actually where they're at because right. that hasn't been shown to yeah. us. So if they're just regular, like evil rich people, then like that's who funds most museums. Like who? That's, right. that's how it works. <laughs> right. So I'm with you on that. I guess it's just like it depends sort of where they are. Also, honestly, like Nunez as a name to be chanting against doesn't really hit like Sackler hits yeah. or like the Gettys or something. You know, or yeah. the rock. Like it doesn't have that same impact in my opinion. Yeah. I don't understand the stakes, which is <laughs> Bet threatened to pull Pippa's art and then almost lost the show. But now all the artists whose art <laughs> are in the gallery are protesting the Against, gallery uh-huh. that they are in and uh-huh. there's no danger that they will lose their show. Right. Is, am I understanding that yeah, correctly? It, it That's does, what I'm... It doesn't make a lot of sense. Okay, cool. um, <laughs> okay, something else that doesn't make sense, just if we have more on this, we can come back to it because we can talk about it at many points in this episode. But <laughs> the Alice Billboard, the Billboard for Alice's book, uh-huh. is on Sunset Boulevard uh-huh. by State Social House, which has great 90s nights on Saturdays. I mean, not since March 2020, I right. assume. <laughs> um, and also by BookSoup, great local bookstore. Oh, yeah. oh, I love that place. That is not where this JW Marriott is. <laughs> the only JW Marriott in Los Angeles is downtown. I was like, why are they at the fucking Marriott? I would feel like they would put like an Ace Hotel sign on Sunset Boulevard and then film in the Ace Hotel downtown right. and then be like, there she's at the Ace Hotel. Like, the W on Sunset is right there. Oh yeah, the W is exact. That's like L word level of douchey. Is exactly. That I shot a movie in the W Hotel. <laughs> I shot mine. In my, I fucking I, love the W. I shot my thesis, uh, my NYU thesis at a W Hotel. Um... <laughs> There you go. So that didn't make sense to me. And more things that didn't make sense to me in this little scene are Alice is being interviewed for her book and is somehow surprised that people are going to ask her about her personal life. And was it like ready for this? I was like, why in the world did they ask her who she's dating? I mean, but I was like, is it because this person wants to date her? Because this person is hot. Yeah, I did think that. And I was like, if she's flirting, then fine. (laughs) I have only asked one time if someone who I was interviewing was dating someone and it was Mae Martin. And it was because <laughs> it was our second interview. And the yeah. first interview we had talked about stuff and May said, I'm not going to answer that question. And I said, yeah. that's perfectly fine. And we carry yeah. on. I don't think it's like standard. So I was, I would never ask that. anyone. No, that. I would not. I would not ask anyone who I didn't have like, previous rapport and like an internet friendship with. Right. And if I did and they seemed even vaguely uncomfortable, I would immediately yes, retreat yes, into my yes, shell and I yes. would then have to tell everyone I knew what I had just done and how embarrassing it was. And I would probably talk about it for at least three weeks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then I bring it up later on this podcast in this moment, I would be mentioning it. <laughs> well, this interviewer has watched all the seasons of the L word. And so has forgotten also that Alice is bisexual. Right. Well, um, and also that there's lots of different pronouns that could be used by the people else. Like I thought her even being like, so who's lucky lady? I was like, come on, it's 2021. Yeah. Who's the lucky lady? Yeah. But as we know, non-binary people <laughs> only exist. Oh, right. To have sex with Finley off screen. <laughs> right. Oh, and also it turned Jose, I guess had an ex who was a they them in the first season. Oh, really? Someone commented. Oh, so another off screen. We non-binary love. person yeah also uh, maybe finley had sex with was that the person that we saw finley having sex with yeah who okay. finley did never... refer to as a girl in that episode Great. but then in the next episode cool. found out that they use different pronouns yeah thank you yeah good stuff um 
Uh, also, there was an interviewer from Out Magazine, and I feel like it could have been an interviewer from Autostraddle. And sure in fact, it could have specifically been you. <gasps> I would would actually. I, would, are you, you wrote a book book piece last week. I did. It, it, it could have been, been either of you. It could have been, been you. I think you would have been the person who would have been cast to do that. Right. But I would have been like, do you think I could probably get someone else to do this interview? Yeah. I mean, I would have loved to. I would have done that cameo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me, like me last week, I'm done watching the Our Generation Q. Me this week, if they wanted me to be on it, I'd be on it. Right. I think <laughs> I've already made this reference, but the Lindsay Lohan thing that's like, I never said that. Paris is my yeah. friend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> um, I mean, Australia is like a queer women's website. Yeah, that'd be cool to support us. Out Magazine is technically immense and yeah, we actually wouldn't have asked alice who the lucky lady was probably no maybe they know that <laughs> <laughs> journalistic integrity. but i would have had a lot of questions i would have been like your chapter about dana there's nothing in it about dana tell me about dana, dana. yeah and then i would have been like so tell me more about the vampire I would have you know what happened to her explicitly asked about her bisexuality right. yeah that would, <laughs> that would have been my so you're bisexual yeah i would have been like say more I would have been like so do you feel like you know, the acceptance of your bisexuality within queer women's spaces has evolved over the years. Yeah. You would have been, like, been like, I'm dating a guy named Tom. <laughs> no episode plot for her this episode. Yeah. So that's the problem. You would have been like, so Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> so if you talk to Lisa, where is she? How's she doing? Yeah. God, we would have killed this interview. Yeah. Okay. So at the hospital, uh-huh. Angie, oh Bet, and Tina are waiting for Angie's turn to talk to Marcus mm-hmm. and they're prepping for prom. Mm-hmm. Carrie is loaning Angie cufflinks, which mm-hmm. Bet of course hates with every fiber of her being. Carrie said I could borrow some more of her cufflinks. Oh, is she? You know, I have a whole drawer full of cufflinks if you want to borrow some. I know, but she offered. I'll bring right. them. Okay. Yeah, Bet has plenty of fucking cufflinks in her goddamn <laughs> cufflink closet and if, what the fuck, you know, okay. Carrie probably only has two pairs of cufflinks and Bet has cufflinks that are given to her by famous artists of the 70s Endless probably cufflinks. I then made a note that was like would have been a really funny joke if the episode had gone in a different direction but instead we'll get to that later but my note was Kayla's mom comes out and says that they couldn't get the actor who played Marcus right later, that's the joke I make in my recap uh, damn oh it. really oh, I haven't yeah. read it later, <laughs> later we'll learn that they just replaced him so yeah. why did any of this have to happen but we'll get to that but yeah so Marcus doesn't want to meet Angie, devastation all around. Right. Yeah, I we don't need to get into the weeds on this, but I was confused because Kayla has been hanging out with Angie, and like the explanation being presented by Bet at least is like their family is having a tough time yeah. adjusting to like the reality. Right. I think later, but they're already there. Yeah. I mean, again, like and Kayla again, <sighs> like Marcus knows presumably that Kayla and Angie yeah. have been spending time yeah, together. Yeah. Where's so Kayla? Like, like what the, is this the, has been discussed. I mean, she's not like writing those questions for, for sport. Like it's yeah. been discussed. They're going to meet. It's yeah. really weird that he would just change his mind yeah. on this one day. I thought like, oh, he's like literally about to die, which turned out to be true. <laughs> have you considered that it's very poorly written? Uh, <laughs> I know that's the problem. Now, yet last week we turned a corner. Yeah. Because before that, I was here. I was talking about characters. I was talking about story in my recaps too but yeah. now i don't trust anyone anymore right. and now i have criticisms and one yeah. of them is that this doesn't make any fucking sense yeah um uh, everyone's going to the marriott today big day for jw <laughs> <laughs> sophie's there mm-hmm. she still hasn't seen finley yeah right and she's asking alice if alice has heard from finley who's by the way what? no longer her employee so why would alice sure. have heard from finley um i do love that finley either owns a bird scooter or is on them so, <laughs> so frequently often. that they are part of her brand because uh-huh. Alice is like maybe she took a wrong turn on her little scooter and I was like 
Those are everyone's scooters. <laughs> Alice, Alice for sure doesn't know that those are everyone's scooters. She's like, wow, a lot of people in this apartment building must mm. use these scooters. She doesn't realize they're there for. They're just like all in the over. corner. But also, of course, Finley would be constantly on a fucking bird. Have you guys ever been on birds? I refuse to do one. Um, I haven't, but I have driven next to my friends while they were on birds uh-huh. and thought that looks interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, Alice is leaving her show for 12 weeks to go on a book tour. And mm-hmm. so they have to have a replacement host. So that's fine. Rachel Maddow was thinking about it. Good for her. Yeah. No, she's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's gonna be like Kamala Harris will be your substitute host. Um, a question for the crowd. Yes. Where are Danny and Gigi eating this breakfast? I believe. I mean, it looks like a first floor, right? It looks like and they both live on higher floors. It looks like the patio of like a hotel. Hmm. I don't. Whatever. I just want to live a life of strawberries for breakfast. <laughs> I you know. know what I mean? These these bitches are living luxuriously. Yeah. I really wish that yeah. they weren't on the wrong side of this debate <laughs> <laughs> so I could enjoy their hotness and their strawberries. But Danny's <laughs> upset about Beth's protest being in the newspaper. Danny's also going to Eli's recorder concert later. And Gigi says she'll bring edibles. So I love Gigi's that. Fun I mom. was like, this is very authentic. Mm-hmm. This rings true. Mm-hmm. And Danny is also prepping for her dad's trial, which is happening incredibly fast. We yeah. don't even know what he's in trouble for. I don't know anything. In this show. <laughs> but I also don't care. Right. right. I, I don't actually wish that the timeline on this was dragged out, but in this show, things you can do overnight. Ready? Go to trial. Have an entire relationship. <laughs> um, organize a fundra- a poker fundraiser yeah. gala for MS. Mm-hmm. Organize this protest. Mm-hmm. Right. It's been 36 hours. I mean, later in the day, it's been 36. It's been at this point, it's been 24 hours since she last saw Finley. So we're and Alice said I saw Finley last night. Mm-hmm. So this right. is the next day. Somehow this protest. Right. It's been 12 hours max. Um, yeah. I thought of another one. Oh, it's buy a high rise condo with your dad's money. Mm-hmm. Right. Do that in one day. Yeah. Um, yeah. Imagine if all of our days were as productive as the people in the L word. Like yeah. we would be cruising through. Life. I know my days are not this productive because all I do all day is write about the fucking L word. <laughs> um, anyway, speaking of hating your parents the way that Danny hates her dad, Angie is mad at Tina and bet mm-hmm. because of not being able to mm-hmm. meet Marcus. Yeah. Tina and better hosting a lit pre-prom party with yeah. a lot of, fancy hors d'oeuvres there's uh-huh. so many little dumb finger foods and it's like nice but also just give these kids some pizza rolls who yeah. gives a shit <laughs> um alice brings booze yeah. for the teens and for the adults <laughs> and they're like um alice this is children she's like it's prom yeah. and i'm like right but you would also give them alcohol and they have to get it yeah right. i mean you have or to you have it. to sneak it to them if you're yeah. like cool aunt, hello we all like, saw well you didn't see because you guys were fetuses at the time but when donna martin in 90210 got drunk at prom and then she almost didn't graduate. Oh no. Wow. And you know who gave her alcohol is the parents. Oh. Wow. Yeah. And she, cause she hadn't eaten all day cause it's the nineties. So oh. people still had storylines were like, we have to fit into this dress. So we're not going to eat all day. You right. know what I mean? Right. Um, and anyway, so she said she got drunk. It was her first time drinking. And then everyone had to go outside the school and be like, Don and Martin graduates. It's a very important moment of wow. TV history. Um, and you guys should uh, watch it sometime. Okay. I did just watch Glee for the first time last year. So I'm a little behind. <laughs> right. Well, you should get on DVD because all the music is different online. Oh, well, then That's, good yeah. to know. Um, I do like that Alice says, Hey, happy prom. You guys, happy I love prom. prom. Okay. I went all four years. That's a very good character detail. Lovely yeah. And if it's delivery. right in with her being in a punk band. <laughs> and as we learned in season one so yeah but it is funny it's, yeah it's, it's funny if it's contemporary alice yeah <laughs> um i went to two proms i went my sophomore year and my senior year mm-hmm. i went, I went to, to junior and senior year i went to zero proms which i can get into wow what an iconoclast 
Yeah. Wow. But yeah, so a little sore spot, but you know, like I'm not in high school anymore and like, let's celebrate that. <laughs> yeah, um, that's great. Speaking of sore spots, Danny is trial prepping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And um, her dad just like storms in. He's mad about the LA Times story. How'd you let this happen? And she's like, the CSC won't let it happen. They won't be bullied by artists. And he tells her to make it go away. And I think that everyone should make it go away. I, I don't say, like the story and I want it to be over. I, I don't care for it. Also, my note says, Danny's dad wants us to go away. I want <laughs> this to go away just for different reasons. Yeah. Um, I did think that the line, Hi, Dad. We were just talking about how good of a father you are. Was oh, yeah. That was really cute. funny. Yeah. Um, I like but that's that. all I have to say about this. Yeah. Okay. Moving on to back to prom party. Um, Jordy's like trying to put on, is it called a corsage on the yeah. boutonniere? Thank oh, you. boutonniere. Corsage is on the wrist. The wrist, right. Mm. Okay. If put it's a, got a pin, it's a boutonniere. Yeah. Incredible. Good note for my recap. Um, putting a boutonniere on. Boutonniere. And, that's and quite a word. Angie's. Those are really difficult, by the way. At oh, my yeah. high school, we always made parents do them. Oh. I never I never pinned a boutonniere on a, on a boy that I was going with. I always had, like, there was always some yeah. mom or dad or yeah. a handful of them who could do it. And, and that was just the That's time. why you're gay now. And that's why I'm gay. <laughs> so true. Um, Jordy asks if Angie can, like, postpone her pissed offness, which I thought was... Sweet. A fair question. Uh, I was going to say, I'm kind of on Jordy's side oh, in this yeah. whole thing about prom. Like, I don't know. It's a party. I mean, that is not to say that Angie is not so sure. justified in being upset. It's just the... Well, is she... I, I mean, I understand that she's in a bad mood, but like she's mad at Ben and Tina just because she wants to be mad at somebody. She's a teenager. Yeah, she's a teen. And also, you know what would have been great? Like, ah, character development or something wild like that for this show is that they could have been brought up that maybe part of the reason Jordy is upset about this is because Angie's both moms are there throwing this amazing party with these incredible hors d'oeuvres, you know? <laughs> well, meanwhile, Jordy's parents foods. don't even give right. a shit that she exists. Yeah, right. That'd be an interesting thing. I also wish that... Like maybe they could have established that Angie's mad at her parents because they could have said something more, mm-hmm. you know, because that's where we sort of get to eventually, like where Tina's like, you could have pushed back more. And like, what if Angie had said that? So it didn't feel so much like, oh, this like upset teenager, upset at the wrong people. Like, obviously mm-hmm. she's projecting a little bit, which is allowed because she's a teenager. Um, but also like there is some justification because it is like, wait, that happened in five seconds and you wanted that anyway. She does say at one point, like, this is what she wanted, but I wanted, a, I could have had a little bit more of that. Yeah. Yes. Andrew's really mad. And Tina wants Alice to take Carrie's cufflinks up to her. Like basically Tina and better, like she's going to kill us if we engage with her at all. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Shane and Tess show up. Everyone um, is weird about it because yeah, everyone's Alice so excited. Is Tess Alice? Tess asks if she can help, and Tina's like, "Yeah, of course." Which I so was not expecting that. I was expecting to be like, "No, no, no, we're good." Yeah. But Tina what did was she like, say? Bring this yeah. plate into the other room. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "What?" And I've been like, "That's not a good task. Give me a real task here." Also, and then is like, "I love her to change." Right. She mouths it, and I was like, "You, you just <laughs> met her. You have said four words to her." So all you mean is that she's hot, and you like her boots, probably. <laughs> and also, um, it is funny because like Shane has beer, and and bad like they're teenagers right. and she's like it's prom and yeah that was good that was that was cute that was one of five that. five second moments in yeah. this episode that i didn't hate yeah um sophie in her car yeah yeah sophie she's calling car. the sheriff why does she think th- why would finley be in jail because she was know. just in jail she thinks she went back to jail like as a place to sleep finley got a punch card when she went to jail and now she's back to punch it again right exactly she wants to get her 10th stay free without <laughs> like why would finley be in jail she doesn't have a car famously doesn't have a car that she calls 
the sheriff's department before hospitals it, is yeah. so baffling and doesn't feel like that's something Sophie would do. I um, also feel like that again, this, sh- this show does not want to address like disparities in how people of color versus white people are treated by the police. Like the chance yeah. that Finley was just picked up off the street for like public intoxication, pretty fucking slim yeah. for right. the hospital. Yeah. yeah. But it's a family birthday. So now we're, so we have to go mm-hmm. put on a smiley face. Micah is there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and helping prep for the party. So there's a lot of plus ones trying to carry their weight mm-hmm. this episode. And then <laughs> Sophie leaves again to call more places because mm-hmm. she's distracted. Basically, Sophie's distracted the whole time she's at this party. She's yeah. like, no, no, it's fine. I'm here. And then is like, actually, I have to go do something else. So she's like, I can help in the kitchen. She goes in the kitchen to start helping. And then she's like, I have to leave. And luckily, mm-hmm. Sophie's mom is here to like, Watch this convo. Yeah, I, she says to Maribel, like, well, at least you don't have to worry about, I'm like, I'm so happy you don't have to worry about all that dating crap. Yeah. Which feels like such a forced example of like, ooh, this mom is ableist. Where we're like, Maribel dates a lot. We've seen her date a lot. Yeah. Her mom would know that she dates a lot. Like, this is just such a clumsy attempt to like show that, like to show ableism. And it's just like, oh. And also, when Maribel's like, oh, my mom thinks I, no one will ever date me. And her mom's like, no, 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 that's not what I said. Yeah, that literally it's is literally exactly what you just said. said. What were you saying? There's so many ways in which it could have been subtler and still like have hit. But yeah, but they don't care about that because it's. I just am so bored <laughs> of families of color, especially. And I'll speak from my experience because I'm a white Latina, but like. Sometimes your family does understand you and people who write TV, especially about characters of color, do not understand that. Like, obviously there are parents who are not supportive of any number of identities that their kids have. Like, and sometimes that is a friction point, Mm -hmm. even in very supportive families, but they're not always just fucking ableist or transphobic as Mm -hmm. we see later or homophobic. Like Mm -hmm. it's so boring as a conflict to me. It's also not, it, it, we just like, it's also it, inconsistent. It's so inconsistent it, with Sophie's the, with, family was set up as like, they're really accepting of yeah. her and Danny's family isn't accepting of her. Right. And like, like and now, said, they've what? seen Maribel date yeah. like a lot, yeah. presumably because she's always talking about going on dates. So right. like, yeah. and she's very close with them. Yeah. So yeah, it just, and there are drives me nuts. even like in a supportive family, there are like smaller microaggressions that happen and would be great to portray. And yeah, instead of doing that they're just it's just so lazy and boring and i hate it right yeah and also then they're like oh michael you'll make some man so happy someday and i'm like i mean i guess there's a better time to talk about this but i have no fucking idea why she <laughs> hasn't told him she's dating michael yeah. i have no idea anyway speaking of another thing i don't really understand we're back at the cac danny is there uh-huh. to try to do damage control and she like appeals to the director of CAC's like sentimentality about her family brand. I'm like, this guy doesn't care. There's also just no like portrayal of Danny having any grasp on the like morality of this, which I guess that's fine if that's what you want her character to be. But it's just baffling to me that this could have been this could have been more interesting if it was like Danny feeling torn between her dad and her morals and her like mommy bet like that Mm -hmm. could have been so much more interesting and instead there's no sign that danny has any grasp it's it's like all of a sudden i don't understand i don't understand i don't there's also an interesting version bet sort of hinted at this last episode of like someone sort of taking danny to task and you know maybe this will happen but i don't have high hopes like for being a white latina and like thinking she's doing good Mm -hmm. and actually in the process being like 
anti-black or working against the interests mm-hmm. of black artists like mm-hmm. that is something that happens in communities of color and it, like is a conversation that's also not there so it's like they've taken both they, yeah they the, will never ever address differences between people of color they, anything they like, put up these scenarios that could be interesting uh-huh. like with sophie's family or like with this conflict mm-hmm. and you're like oh this could be a cool thing if they dug into oh that's not what they're going to dig into. Yeah. Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Let's like, make this as empty as possible. We still don't understand at all, like what their actual involvement with opioid uh-huh. is. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I, I still have no clue. And also, really, there's not a single artist who would show their work in that wing. Right. Pretty sure there's quite a few who would. Well, so. now we at least get to move on to my favorite moment of the episode, which is when Alice is talking about biphobia and she asks <laughs> Angie if she should tell the world she's dating a man and Angie just yells. Nobody cares. Oh, it's straightforward. Okay. I can appreciate that. And that is <laughs> That was I also felt, my favorite moment of it. the episode. Yeah. I was like, yes. And Alice was like, I could appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was a highlight. Yeah. Um, another highlight hilariously is that Alice keeps asking Bet for advice, and Bet keeps going. I can't answer that. Right. No. Bet keeps like, yeah. What are you, Elizabeth Holmes? Yeah. Yeah, Like, (laughs) fucking answer the question. She just won't. I cannot recall. Which I don't recall. I can't recall. I think that's so funny as a character trait. Right. Like your friend is being like, "What do you think I should do?" I can't. Oh, I can't tell you. (laughs) It's like so caring too. It comes from like a place of I don't know where, but it just makes me laugh every time. I kind of love it for her. Alice says the problem is you, capital L lesbians, but then she doesn't actually explain. Right. Actual biphobia practice right. by lesbians. She like says some. I don't even write it down because I don't care because I'm yeah. stupid. Yeah. She quotes something that I think Bet said on the original. She she quotes it like it's like Bet made one joke one time mm. that was biphobic, and that's how biphobia <laughs> is perpetrated by lesbians. And I was like, well. Also, I love all these literature reporters knocking down Alice's door for personal gossip. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Angie meets Tess, mm-hmm. and um, Tina. First of all, I do think everybody's outfits looked good with everyone else's outfits this season. Mm -hmm. This scene, I want to say. And I did like the basic idea of this being like a day in Los Angeles where like there's these events and people are coming in and out and they're bringing... Mm -hmm. Like that felt very authentic. Mm -hmm. I'm literally like, I'm really Mm -hmm. grasping for straws here. Liking that there were events in Los Angeles. (laughs) (laughs) People going to each other's homes on a Saturday or whatever. Fucking who knows? Goddamn. This whole season has been four days long. But so Tina, Tina thanks Tess and... Tess and Shane for getting Carrie home. Uh-huh. And Tess is like, for what it's worth, I liked Carrie a lot. And I'm like, did you? <laughs> Tess also calls her Eeyore, which I think is kind of a backhanded compliment. Like it she also, says it yeah. in like, oh, she says Shane is Eeyore too. It's all weird. It's, yeah, it's a very weird moment. But why are they lying to, like when Tia's like, did anything happen with Bet? They're like, no, no, not at all. Uh, they say later, like it's not our bit. Like, I think they're later- covering for Bet and don't want to get in the middle of the drama. Yeah. Well, that's shitty. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it is. It's not great. Um, I know Tina's not like on the main cast. They should just be like, you have to talk to Bet about that because we don't want to get in the middle of it. Yeah, right. And actually Shane should say that because Tess is trying to make nice with with, her friends. So Shane should be like, we're not going to actually talk about that, but you should have to carry your fiance and Bet your ex-wife. It seems like Carrie was upset. Maybe you should chat with her. Yeah. So yeah, Tess does think that Shane should tell Tina. Shane disagrees, but then the two of them start hooking up at the bathroom. Yeah. Well, Tess says that Shane should tell Tina that Carrie said she was having doubts, which I oh, actually no. agree. I don't think she no. should tell her that, oh, yeah. but she yeah. should tell her that she was having a rough yes. time and that yes. she seemed to feel like she didn't fit like there in. there was something going on. Yeah, that There's some got happened with Beth. She felt like she didn't fit in with all these LA lesbians and they yeah. should maybe talk about it. But not like, oh yeah, she said she didn't know if she could marry you. Yeah. No. Especially just saying that one sentence without context is 
assuredly what the show would have Shane do. And that is egregious. I did like it when um, the teenage boy walked in the room and they were like, get out of here. And uh-huh. then Tess was like, oh my God, we scarred him. And Shane was like, it was the best day of his life. I thought that was funny. So there we go. Moment two. I like yeah. I just Anna speaking for Anna. <laughs> Sex while 17 teenagers yeah, are no. next door. Got to yeah. be low on the list. Yeah. Nope. Not in this place. Yeah. Sophie calls Tess. Mm-hmm. And so then Tess is going to leave and yeah. is like, you know, I have to go handle this. This is all happening while prom photos are being taken. Yeah. And these are the worst staged prom photos I've <laughs> ever seen in my outside? life. Yeah. First of all, go outside. You're in Los Angeles. It's very sunny. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure that Beth has a great fucking view. Secondly, mm-hmm. you can't see half the kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, back in my day, <laughs> we all lined up in one row. Angie seems to have a lot of friends over. So like, okay, maybe two. Tall's in the back, small's in the front. Mm-hmm. Like, Bet seems to only be taking photos of like Jordy and Angie in a little wind, whatever. Yeah. But what's important is that they have three people with phones all standing in a row taking a picture because, you know, one of those is going to be a winner. That's the thought. And then Tess comes in and says that she has to leave because she wants to see if Finley is like passed out at the bar because Sophie mm-hmm. hasn't found her. Right. Yes. Um, and then... Angie is still preoccupied with her drama and Jordy is upset about it. And then like Angie starts to have a panic attack of sorts, Mm -hmm. bursts into tears. It all feels right for prom, in my opinion, based on my prom experiences. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she's also like, it's your donor that's the asshole, not your mom's or me or whatever. And I'm like, is it? What is happening? Speaking of parties where people are fighting. Yeah. Sophie's grandma's birthday is happening. Mm -hmm. Why would Maribel rat out Sophie when she also has this secret, secret that she's dating Micah. It makes no sense. Right. And also why in general would she do that? Because aren't, isn't she like, she's close with Sophie. Like why, yeah, why, but, why the season where we like, Oh, we'd love if Maribel had more of like a character. And they were like, so we should make, she should stop. She should right? be really mean. We right? should just be mean. Like that's a character, right? <laughs> she should always pick fights. And we're like, what? what like why, I why? sort of enjoyed Sophie and, and Mari like sparring a little bit like that was kind of like fun sibling bullshit but also what they were sparring about like like, I agree like what in the world is happening I mean I think she does not like Finley for Sophie right but again I mean we're getting into the thing that we always do and Drew does most of all (laughs) which is like in my head yeah this is how it goes like yeah I guess it comes from a place of being worried about Sophie and not liking Finley for Sophie but it feels it's once again poorly written because it's not because the show is not communicating to us that Maribel sucks. Like no. I said that flipply, but that's not like not what the show is trying to communicate to us. No. They keep she's writing. Funny. Yeah, she's great. And they keep but they keep writing these moments for her that are like, wait, why are you doing that to this character? Yeah. Why are you making this character unreasonable in this way or illogical in this way? It's very frustrating. Also very frustrating is then Sophie reveals that Micah and Mario are dating and Sophie's grandma is like, isn't he a trans the moment where they were both like, you can't say a trans felt like a very authentic parent talking mm-hmm. to children about a trans person mm-hmm. moment. Yes. But other than that, um, I was just like, what the flying fuck is happening also, here? Why, why, why would she, why was that said at all? Yeah. Like why would she have an issue with it? There's no, right. there's just no, Micah's in like probably been around because he's been, they seem to know him. Yeah. Like it just, right. it's so, he used to date Danny. I mean, that's what you were saying earlier. It's just so fucking annoying. It's, I just, I just hate it so much. It's so fucking annoying. Agreed. It's very funny to me that Micah's just sitting there like, 
eating his food. Right, because they're fighting the in Spanish. Also, they don't subtitle saying. it, so like I right. don't speak I listened Spanish. to it a million times to try to understand what they were saying. I mean, basically, they're saying like they're worried. They want to know how serious it is. They want to know like what like. And then there was something that her mom asked that I couldn't catch. I listened to it like four times, and she's yeah. like, "What do you mean?" Like, what do you mean by that? And her mom's like, you know what I mean? Like, right. So there's something going on. I don't know. It's like I downloaded it. Google Translate after <laughs> listening to it several times and not being able to parse out what it was. I downloaded Google Translate app to try to translate it. And that part, whatever it is, her mom said I couldn't get. Anything yeah, I wonder it. if it's slang. They I mm. don't know what Sophie's family like lineage is or yeah. heritage is in this show. But Rosani's Zayas is Dominican. Yeah. And I wonder if it's like mm. a more colloquial Spanish because like, yeah. My family is Mexican and speaks Spanish, but I don't speak Spanish super well. So like I could understand them, but only to a, only to a certain extent, you know? Right. Yeah. We do understand that Mike understands that they do, that she does say that she loves him. Yes. Correct. However, they, for some inane reason, went over this last week. Yes, so they I did. Don't. You already covered this. <laughs> what did she, yeah. Did she not say anything back last week? She did, I think. Yeah, I don't or know. Did they just kiss? And then after all I this, Mike basically says, consented that she also yeah. loved him. Because he said, I think you love me too. And she was like. Smooch, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Smooch. Speaking of people doing in, insufferable things for incomprehensible reasons. Danny is oh. lying to <laughs> Gigi about going to Eli's recital. She's like, there's lots of traffic. One, the only other note I have about this scene, because I really, I don't understand why she did it. I don't care. Danny has changed the settings of her AirPods. So she's only wearing one. Ooh. Right. And I would like to know the hack because <laughs> I think that wearing two at the same time is very annoying if you're trying to engage with the world around right. you. Um, anyway. I have one more thing to add, which is that in LA, you can't really lie about there being traffic because people tend to know if there's traffic. And there's always traffic. And there's always which, traffic. Which she says later, but like... Right. I, so like, you should just plan for that. If someone yeah. says, it's a bad excuse. Yeah, if someone says there's traffic, my response is... I saw my parents for the first time in a while uh, yesterday and my dad was picking me up from like we were like meeting somewhere and my dad was like, was like, ah, there's traffic. And I yeah. was like, that's fine. But like... <laughs> Obviously, there was traffic. It's right. the 101. Yeah. Like, why lie? And why lie? It makes why no sense. Why lie? Makes no sense. Why lie? Just literally say, just say I'm I've, so swamped with work. Yeah. And I don't, I want to meet, really meet your kid when I'm not like in, in a this bad mood. Bad mood yeah. Why just say that? Just, just fucking say, say that. that. Yeah. Like, lie. If you're going to lie, cover something up. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Kill someone, cheat on someone, and then lie about it. Don't just okay. fucking lie about nothing. So then. Back at, at the disastrous prom party, Bet tells Jordy to go to prom alone, which I think is bad advice, Agreed. personally. Like, I think she should be like... I think if there's anything to do... I mean, I don't have children. I'm not a parent. I should say that up front. Well, you are very close to Carol. It's so <laughs> true. Carol is sort of, in this moment, my daughter. Um, <laughs> and what I would do if my daughter Carol were in her room on prom night crying, yeah. I might send Carol's girlfriend up just mm -hmm. to see how it goes. Mm -hmm. Maybe... Jordy goes up like just to say, hey, I'm going to leave. Like it feels like Bet is just basically like standing in front of the stairs being like, you must leave. And I right. just felt like it feels like everyone is confused about how to handle Angie because she seems to mostly be like a happy and like yeah. goes with the plans kind of kid. So this is throwing a wrench. In well, yeah. ears. Angie's role in the family is to be the parent. And so yeah. when this, <laughs> right, is the first, this is the first time we've ever seen Angie really act like a teenager where she's not like making a detailed list and doing all these things that are really like responsible or taking care of bet while bet cries. Yeah. Instead, Angie's like being a little bit irrational and a little bit upset and they cannot handle having an actual child. 
Does me categorizing Angie's mm. behavior, which you just said uh, is being the parent, and I agree, as just like, she's just like a happy, normal kid, <laughs> say anything about my own <laughs> upbringing and Does what the I the tone think? of the anger in my voice reflect anything about mine? <laughs> I would huh. say that if this was my house, my mom would go upstairs and open the door and she'd be like, get your fucking shit together. <laughs> that girl is down there. There's someone here. You just spent she give me an itemized yeah. amount of how much was spent on the hors d'oeuvres, mm. you know, and all the pictures they took and how much the suit cost and that they got the suit tailored and I would be out the door. My mom would put concealer over my crying eyes uh-huh. and send me to fucking prom. Well, instead she sends Jordy outside and then Tina turns on bet. And yeah. that's like all care. All that I said to Carrie was that I, we didn't have to be best friends, which I guess is is a type of truth um but <laughs> what's not a type of truth is she says it's like you know what actually i was nicer i was nicer than that oh, Jesus. that right, is that's not true so far from true um but also i really appreciate like tina was like why did you tell jordy that angie was going to come to prom don't and she's like i didn't want to like ruin her bad time or like make her bring her down or whatever and then tina's segue is so clumsy she's like well obviously speaking of people who had a bad time what did you say to carrie <laughs> tina's doing like tina's doing a podcast doing segue. A yeah. and back to transition <laughs> right speaking of you making people sad okay so then pippa arrives which mm-hmm. was that planned i'm i was a little confused about this like was pippa invited to the party i don't know no, it's I think an it was hour a, from topanga no i think it was a surprise because okay. she's like bringing the news that they have been featured in the la times Got which it. is so fast oh another thing you can do in one day <laughs> right also so this means pippa and bat wasn't last night they're like reconciliation yeah, yeah last night was they were like we can burn shit down together yeah then this morning was the <laughs> so protest dating for three days yeah then it was the prom and then the la times came out with a photo of their protest okay right but also sophie said it had been 36 hours since she saw finley so was there a time jump oh uh, once again maybe there was a time yeah, jump like between day. hotel day and yeah, there was and one prom day. day yeah so it's been another oh uh, okay so it's been one other day yeah all right yeah fair um i mean not but but sure. also i'm still and I mean, it will never be resolved, but what the fuck is, where is Finley? Um, yeah. Um, so, so yeah, Pippa's like, we did it. We ruined Danny's life. She also says that Jordy's crying in the driveway. Well, she says a girl, oh, right. there's a girl crying in the driveway. Hilariously, Tina's like, oh my God, you're Pippa Pascal. Yeah. And yeah. like, you know how you see people's art in galleries and then you know exactly what they look like <laughs> for the rest of your life. 20 years later, you're like, oh my God, that's her. My only defense is that... I mean, I could could spot Basquiat in a room, I'll tell you what. (laughs) Is that Bet has presented a world where she's been obsessed with Pippa Pascal for decades. So even though we never saw this on the original series, I'm assuming whenever we weren't watching, when it was ever off camera... She was going on and on about how much she loved the past. I don't know if right, I could ID George O'Keefe in a lineup. Right. That's what I'm saying. Did she have, sorry, she was so obsessed that she had like a framed photo of Pippa on their mantelpiece so for 20 point. years. It's like, a good point. I, like, I what believe, does Edward Hopper look like? <laughs> I don't know what it is. I, I would believe. Norman Rockwell, I would spot him. I almost, when I was thinking of this joke to make on the pod, you know, just like coming up with my little bits. I was like, Andy Warhol Andy was Warhol. the only person <laughs> yeah. I could think of. And I was like, I could pick that guy. Yeah, out the, I for think sure. Frida Kahlo. Yeah. Frida Kahlo. Mm-hmm. Very recognizable. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe Pippa's art is like has a lot of self-portraits. I don't know. I'm trying here. I believe that Tina could pick Pippa's art out of a lineup yeah. because right. she was married sure, to that. Sure. That I believe. Sure. I could definitely spot the guy who played Diego Rivera in <laughs> Frida. <laughs> You mean Alfred Molina? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I also, oh, yeah. I could pick, I also, I could pick Alfred Molina out of a Actually, I do feel like there's quite a few artists I could I could spot, but not very many. And not one that you were like, oh, I saw your show 20 years ago with Ben. Yeah, never. Right. Um, okay. So 
the CAC is taking down the Nunez wing. The Nunez wing is no more. But yeah. well, how are they going to fund the museum now? We don't know. From some really ethical company? Don't ask questions that you don't want answers to, Reese, because the answer to that question will take oh up a whole gosh. other episode. I said, I once again wish this was more exciting and I would like to see artists being called and the coordination yeah. of this change happen. If we have to have the storyline, at least like make it zoomy, you know? What was that intro to the L word? Was it the rap party episode where they're all calling each other? No, being like, oh, that's, yeah, it's the, the poker party. That's poker party poker that's my party. favorite episode yeah. Of word ever. yeah that's what i'm wanting but with artists <laughs> we, did, we did get one win which was i think this is a drew fave when jennifer beals does her crying into laughing situation oh yeah that's or that's her laughing into good. crying situation i just hate how they're like whatever speaking of crying mm. oh alice and shane have gone to talk to angie that was a good yeah that yes. was a good move and they're like it's his loss if he doesn't want to meet you mm-hmm. angie's yeah. makeup i just want to note still perfectly intact whatever yeah. setting spray they used on her face <laughs> yeah um and it I, wasn't urban decay because that's an urban myth that that shit works that is an urban legend you're so yeah. right mm-hmm. um i did <laughs> that's love right carol the gay ants are like shining up here yeah. they're really mm-hmm. supportive they're yeah. saying all the right things they're like you should go to prom because it'll be fun or fucking blow off prom if yeah. you don't want to go yeah. mm-hmm. either is fine shane's very anti-prom which i think is very funny and and i and fits um, yeah jordan hall's so good yeah jordan she's so really good, good. In this she is scene. really good um, so Tina didn't know she was dating Pippa, I guess. Yeah. And then they kiss in front of Tina, which is a very strange thing to do with like, I just wouldn't kiss my yeah. new girlfriend in front of my ex-wife. No. Generally. Well, also she's like, she's like, how long have you seen Pippa? And Beth's like, not long, but she says in the way that it's supposed to seem like it has been a long yeah. time, but it hasn't. It's been three days. <laughs> <laughs> and then Beth is like, maybe we should go back. And for one second, I saw Tina's eyes light up and I heard the eyes of all the Tibet shippers out there light up yep. and then Beck goes I meant back to the hospital but Tina was hoping that she meant back to boning while there's really fry on the stove I think so but Tina is the one who left Beth no, I, I'm just know. telling you what I saw on Laurel Holloman's face, dude. And you saw that, something on her face. I saw <laughs> her. I saw her make that face. She's interesting. Hopeful. Also, Angie has gone to prom. Angie did decide to go to prom. That oh, also great! Established. <laughs> Micah and Marbell are cuddled up watching uh-huh. Netflix. Uh-huh. If Netflix exists in the L Word universe, are these bitches able to watch the first six seasons <laughs> of the L Word? Apparently not, because on no Netflix? one even remembers, no one on this team remembers that Alice and Bette dated and finger banged at the opera. <laughs> yeah. I am certain yeah. of that. Just that's, a shame. I'll never forget that. That's Micah and I know, Mari's And I'm scene. like, I'm like that Drew will never forget that. And so you guys should um, respect her by remembering is, it. This is when Micah's like, you know, I don't speak Spanish, but I know the word amor. And <laughs> and it's like, again, they said that last episode. I don't understand what the big deal is. Right. And then he just says that he could see being her esposo someday. What the fuck is happening? Like, God. Really intense. Really, really deep in there yeah i mean we still don't even know like what happened they've never been like they've never have they ever like gone out as not friends like to a restaurant like why did why was she mad that he was talking to a guy at the karaoke bar it's so why did they talk for a week after that has the crisis at the border been solved maybe if my there's a new crisis crisis at the cac Maybe if Micah was in every episode, there would be more time for the storyline to not feel rushed. Said that last week, say it again this week. Mm. Well, maybe you know who they could cut out of this whole fucking shebang is fucking Danny's dad. And yeah. then we'd all get a punch of time back. Yes. yes. I mean, I get the feeling from like on the set photos that he's like a cool, like they like him, the actor, like mm. they're all friends. So yeah. maybe that's what he was being in it. But I've nice had enough. Them. I've had enough. I've had it. 
quite enough. They were friends with Aaron Daniels and they killed her. So yeah, they well, did, like, big regret. What if they did like a real soap opera thing and killed Danny's dad, but then he came back as like her uncle or something and was just there to have fun. A very like, nice yeah. uncle. I don't know, flirt with Alice or something. Ooh, Who knows? Fun. Yeah, that's fun. That yeah. could be fun. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, Bet and Tina are at the hospital and Bet is on the phone talking about her victory at the CAC. Yep. And Tina hates it because she above all wants Bet to just be nice to Carrie. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, then... Tina asks, but are you still in love with me? Mm-hmm. And, and then I... surprise time to see Marcus. Yep. Yes. And if bet chooses Tina over Pippa, I, I, I don't even know. I don't even know. What, what am I going to do? I'm powerless. I have no control. <laughs> I don't, I have no control in Hollywood. Yeah. I have no control over the writers from the hour Generation HQ. What am I going to do? I have talked about it on this podcast. That's what I'm going to do. I have drew tied up to the sofa in our living room. I... Like, eyeballs <laughs> held open watching this show. I just don't want to, Carrie to be sad again. Uh, I don't want Carrie to be sad anymore. You know, and I don't want, and also like Pippa obviously has trust issues. And if Bet like fucks her over, I do not want Pippa or Carrie to get wrong. No. I'm more concerned about them than I am about Bet and Tina. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I was just like, about to say something interesting about Gen Q is that they've given us all of these new characters <laughs> to, I would take a bullet for most of these people and I don't want them to be hurt. But yeah, Alice, Bet and Tina and Shane, like, <laughs> mm, I don't know. Shit happens, Look, you know? Okay, Adult if, life is hard. If Tina leaves Carrie, maybe Gigi can fuck her brains out. <laughs> and I would I would watch a Gigi Rosie O'Donnell sex scene. I don't think Rosie O'Donnell would ever in a million years do a sex scene. You think? I would love it though. Yeah, it would be fun. She could have a really like ironclad nudity clause. Yeah. So does like yeah, Jennifer Beals. Like Jennifer right. Beals. She's she never going to let us see her boobs. She doesn't have to show us her boobs. It could just be like, if it's, we sound if, like teenagers. Show us her boobs. Shows her boobs leaves, <laughs> it's not like, it's not so much that she won't show us her boobs as it is that people keep bras on for so long in these sex scenes. Yeah. And I find that, um, to be no, just un- yeah, get more creative. Yeah, I don't. It's very the silly. representation. I don't of, even wear bras when I'm not having sex. I was just about <laughs> to say, <laughs> right? Representation fails because I know lesbians. To quote <laughs> Alice, I know a lot of lesbians. Odds that all of them are wearing a bra in one room at any given point. Slim, slim. Yeah. Especially first season, we've had lots of no bra representation. Mm-hmm. You know, like Danny didn't wear a bra. Mm-hmm. Sophie didn't wear mm-hmm. a bra. I mean, Shane has never worn a bra, so that's accurate at least. Yeah. So anyway, the yeah. point of this is that uh, Gigi, Danny, is that where we are now? We are at Gigi and Danny and Gigi tells Danny that Eli got a bloody nose. And then Danny's like, I didn't. I was. I lied. And that's then actually not mad. what happens. Oh. What happens is that Danny fucks up her lie. Uh-huh. And here's my thing. If you're going to lie about, as Reese said earlier, nothing. <laughs> at least be good at it. Yeah. If you're just going to lie to like make your life more convenient for the evening. So you don't have to do a whole conversation with Gigi about why you bailed on her kid's recital. Stick to the lie. Yeah. She goes, yeah, sorry. I couldn't make it. I just had such a long day. Right. And Gigi's like, didn't you say there was traffic? I think if I was in Gigi's position at this point, I might just call it off. Oh yeah. I'm done. But this has, opened up the door for some of Gigi's favorite things to do, which is communicate. <laughs> I yeah. said Gigi loves this, LOL. Yeah, Gigi Literally. is hot for communication. She loves to tell people how she's feeling. Yeah. Um, and I love that for her. She says that like Danny's being hurtful. Yeah. Um, and that the things that Danny's doing are hurting her. And 
then she hugs her. Yeah. yeah. And then Danny is like, I told Finley no one holds me when I'm sad. And I'm like, yeah, I, you're realizing what I realized after after writing the recap, which is that you get lots of old <laughs> offers and you turn them down. Um, like yes, me at I the had, Los Angeles Public Library. <laughs> I had the same note, which was like, Gigi went in for the hug and I was like, oh, someone's holding Danny. <gasps> <laughs> well, well, well. But uh, Danny says that Gigi's the only person she has. And I'm like, what about Micah? Yeah. Micah's learning Spanish on Netflix right now. <laughs> you know who also speaks Spanish is Danny. <laughs> right. So Micah and Danny could be pals. Mm -hmm. They could talk to each other in Spanish. Mm -hmm. Micah could learn Spanish separately of Mari Bell. No, we got that one scene of Danny and Micah being friends. My favorite scene. scene of the L Regeneration <laughs> Q in my favorite episode of the L Regeneration Q. And I was too enthusiastic and it was I was cursed. And now the show is bad. Um, Gigi also tells her that you're pretty prickly when you're sad, mm -hmm. which is true and cute. Mm -hmm. It is cute. Also, I am in this picture and I don't like it. Like, <laughs> that part I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Um, the idea of like no one ever knows when I'm sad and no one ever takes care of me when mm -hmm. I'm sad and then someone being like, hey, the thing about that is you yeah. push people away when you're sad. I was yeah. like, brutal. Uh huh. That's interesting. Brutal. Something something to take to my therapist when I have one. Um, Why is my notes here says Gigi is like yo. <laughs> I would, yeah. I mean, yeah, I that, guess that, she kind of is like that. That sums it up. But was, did I want to write something I'm else? I'm sure you did. I think so. What what did she? I don't know. Sort of like um, I had a note earlier that was, why does this? And I was like, there was probably more to that or maybe not. That's um, pretty much a blanket. Yeah. That's like for us why as lesbians, this? why does this? Yeah. Um, yeah. So Sophie keeps calling Finley at the bar. And why do people keep calling people? I don't know. And leaving multiple voicemails. Yeah. Like by the time I check my voicemail. Yeah. Which will be three months from now. Only one. Like one will suffice. Yeah. Maybe two. Yeah. And yeah. then, and then basically Tess tells Sophie, like Finley has stuff to work out and like, she's not gonna be able to do it if you're there to take care of her. I disagree. I and I think also, this is terrible advice. I also disagree. And also like you're, if you're there to pick up the pieces, I think she's pretty clearly not picking yeah, up the pieces. That's, that's the thing is like, yeah, I don't think it's actually great advice because Finley will need support. Right. I'm surprised that Tess wasn't like, look, you can't handle this all on your own. Right. There are resources for her. She's going to have to decide that she wants to get better. Yeah. yeah. You can't pick up all the pieces yourself. Right. That, yeah. That would be better advice. That makes sense to me. But being like, leave her. Yeah. You must stop trying to pick up the pieces. And this gets into the thing that I'm about to be mad about next. But like, I've never seen anyone have to pick up the pieces for Finley's drinking before. Right. Yeah. So this show is asking me to do this huge logical leap. I linked in the show notes last week and probably will again this week. The <laughs> essay about, I think it was uh, Brittany de la Cretaz. Mm -hmm. Is that how you say their name? I don't know how to say that. Um, an essay on how like the Elward Gen Q mishandled Tess's original storyline. Yeah. And in reading it, there's some stuff about Finley's storyline from the first season. And just like, the pieces don't all add up to the right. thing that they want me to believe yes. they add up to. And it mm -hmm. is driving me again, as a person of, I quit drinking experience mm -hmm. insane. <laughs> like every time I watch it, I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Right. Okay. I, but, before I, that, I, but when she said this, I was like, fuck, is that what they're going to do? Cause like I fucking, I hate, hate, hate storylines where somebody tells them you have to break up with them for right. this thing to happen. That will right. be good. You know, like even like Phyllis telling, right, right, right. telling Shane, you have to break up with Molly. Yeah. You're bad for her. And then Shane going to do it. And Molly being like, what the fuck? Like that is that what's going to happen? Cause first of all, I fucking hate that. Mm -hmm. Second of all, 
I understand that like there's certain ideas around like dating someone you're in recovery, but Finley is not even there yet. Right. Like right. Finley is missing. Right. Sophie has never picked up a fucking piece. Right. She has not tried anything. Sophie has not tried a single goddamn thing to help yeah. Finley. No one has. But and that's the thing is like I don't even really want to be mad at Sophie for not trying because right. up until now there's been no need to try it, anything. Right. It, right. Other than like like you we said last episode, Finley. like we saw Finley chugging a beer or like you know in the first season she this essay reminded me she makes like kind of offhand comments like i've never had sober sex or right. you know she had to like steal this bike because she woke up hungover like yeah. there are things that indicate that her drinking is to an extreme that is a not healthy and b affects her day-to-day -day life which are like right. some markers of alcoholism right what has never been shown to me is that she is a fucking disaster mm -hmm. of a drunk and yeah. makes all these messes that people have to clean up, mm -hmm. can't take care of herself. Mostly she's like a party Seems girl. To be fine. She yeah. like, does she like feel good and whole and worthy inside? Absolutely not. But does she go through most days functional and like doing yeah. the things that she needs to, to get work. done? Like yeah. she's does she shows up for what she's supposed to show up for yeah. everyone treats her like a party lesbian yeah. which is like a whole type of person and there's hundreds of them right here in this city <laughs> right here like, in this fine city right and like that's the thing is i don't want to and i also like i don't want to sound like i'm mad at sophie like she owed finley something she hasn't done for her but like yeah on, they haven't set up finley needing pieces picked up right. and they haven't set up anyone no i mean up. we that's see a little of it with rebecca but it's like something that she really only shows a few times yeah that's why the Sophie and Maribel scene earlier was also frustrating to me is because Mari's like, I have to talk about this because it's right. such a big deal that you're still dating this person. It's like, other than thinking your sister's girlfriend is kind of like a dirt bag. <laughs> yeah. That's like, as far as I would right. give what, right. what I've seen Maribel see right. in this series yeah. Yeah. is like, I think she's not good enough for you, but that's fine. It's not like, she's I can't believe you would date her, this person. Like you're still lying for her. You're still yeah. doing all this stuff. It's like, where what? is this coming from? Yeah. And the thing that Finley did that pissed everyone off the most, which interrupt the wedding, she was stone cold sober for yeah. that. And yeah. also when she hooked up, when her and Sophie had sex, which Sophie initiated when they had sex while she was with Danny, she was sober then too. So like yeah. the things that people don't like about Finley don't tend to be things that happen while she's drunk. Like right. they just haven't, and which obviously I'm not saying she has a problem. She does, but like this, this is just out of fucking nowhere. It's like we've talked about before, like, the only story they really want to tell is a relapse story. They don't actually want to tell a story about people talking or thinking about their relationship to alcohol. Right. And it feels like we'll just go into the next scene because this is all overlapping with it. But like, it feels like they're, this is part of the reason I argued against addiction and like alcoholism stories on TV, because so many writers go for the like most dramatic rock bottom that could ever exist. Mm -hmm. Finley is stumbling around in a hallway, dark, confused how did she get there where is mm -hmm. she we don't know she pulls down her pants she's like peeing in the hallway she's falling in her pee she looks which is ill yeah and we have never no. seen anything like this from her before no. ever all of this is so extreme yeah so that's what i'm mad about is like they've taken the easiest way to indicate that someone has a problem mm -hmm. when up till now they've been putting in all these sort of small nuanced is this and that's an interesting story like yeah there are many party people i will include myself in this people think are charming and fun and exciting and like always know the next place to go hang out and always want to drink one more beer and it's like just mm -hmm. a kick-ass time 
who wake up one morning and are like, holy shit, I really don't have a handle on this. Actually, it feels out of my control right. for whatever number of reasons. Mm-hmm. Finley has that moment with Rebecca. Yeah. Finley goes home to Kansas City and is sober. Like all of those moments could have been Finley's bottom. Right. And instead, what we've done is be like, nothing is a rock bottom unless you're falling over in your own pee. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, first they outsource it to like the criminal justice system. <laughs> you know, like first like, oh, this is because the other thing is like, Finley didn't seem to really care about the DUI. Right. So why would this be prompting her? Right to suddenly be a pee in hallways right, right. drunk it's who like, has been missing for 36 fucking yeah, hours. I mean, I guess her fight with Sophie has prompted her to do this. But again, that fight felt rooted in not the reality of what we've right. seen from right. Finley. And I'm not suggesting... Or what we've seen from Sophie. She, like, what? Yeah. who in their right mind would ever let Finley just leave the house like that? Right. Yeah. And I'm not suggesting at all that Finley is not an alcoholic. What I'm suggesting is that there are many different types of alcoholics and there Mm -hmm. are many different, I know a lot of them in fact, and there are many different types of rock bottom Mm -hmm. and they've chosen the most dramatic version of this for a story with Finley that actually it doesn't feel in line with her character Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. at all or how she experiences like, there's no escalation here, mm-hmm. right? Then there hasn't, there wasn't last season either. Like it, it seemed like it was escalating. It was peaking at Rebecca. And then they had this thing where suddenly the thing with Sophie started and then Finley wasn't drinking, right. which we all noticed and talked right, about, right. but they never, no one said anything about it on the show. Right. No one said, we were like, that's the first time Finley's had sober sex with someone. We wrote that in, right. <laughs> but they didn't say it. Right. And then this season, it's been like, she was sober, but the, there's been no escalation. Like just in terms of how to tell a story, right. they have not built us here. What I would be less angry about and believe more for the character I've seen is Finley getting like wasted at some bar, hitting on a bunch of people, like kind of being embarrassing yeah. to herself. They're like, you have to go. She's wandering some more, you know, like yeah. her outlet is partying. Right. Right. And that is really tied up with drinking, obviously. Yeah. I've never seen this girl's outlet to be drinking so that she looks like she is sick. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And peeing in a hallway of a fancy building, which we find out, I'll move on now. We find out is Danny's building. How? How did she get in, first yeah. of all? Well, actually, one step further. <laughs> How does she know where Danny lives? Because Danny bought this apartment Makes with no her dad, like is not five days friends, ago, and is not friends with any of them right now. Yeah. Right. Like, Finley would have no. I don't even know where you guys live. <laughs> Finley is wandering around. I can give you our address. <laughs> Finley is wandering around drunk in Los Angeles and either knew the address to Danny's to put into a Lyft app or Uber or, or knew bird. Danny's address to bird there. <laughs> right. And Danny lives in a high rise. I've seen it. It looks very fancy. There is for sure a key code at the door. Yeah. There's, There's no, no way. way you can just walk into that apartment building. You and can't people who in. live in those apartment buildings do not let drunk people falling over yeah. themselves walk into the apartment no. building. Right. Reese, we can't even walk into your apartment building without right. a code. Yeah, well, people have, but <laughs> I mean, but yeah, you can't walk into my apartment building with the code. That's yeah. true. Um, people found other ways to get in, but... But like, why would she go to Danny's? Like, she why did she go to Tess's? Shane, she knows where Shane lives. She because they lost that set. We talked about it last week, right? But she, like, she also is incapacitated. And that would have been much more moving, by the way, is her landing on fucking Shane's doorstep because Shane mm-hmm. used to be the person on the doorstep. Right, but they're not. They're not trying to make it moving. They're trying to make it dramatic. They're trying to make it ugly. Yeah, suddenly yes. they haven't wanted. They've been coddling Finley this whole fucking mm-hmm. se- series, and now suddenly they want it to be ugly, which yeah. feels so incongruous with the character, and also just weirdly mean not to finley but to the idea of alcoholics and how 
you might find your way to a bottom to get to recovery. And yeah. like, I'm certain that there are people in the writer's room who are sober. Otherwise it will, that would be truly mind boggling. But like, I can't understand this. I mean, are there arc? Yeah. I mean, she's know. incapacitated enough to pee in the hallway and fall over and put her hand in it. But she still has the wherewithal to find not just Danny's building, but Danny's door mm -hmm. in this like banging on the correct door. It's, it makes no, it's and so. like why they could have had, they could have had an escalation that peaked today at the family party where maybe she was drinking at the party with Sophie's family and embarrassed herself. And I wouldn't have wanted to see that because maybe like the writers, I love Finley and Sophie and I want them to be coddled. I want them to not embarrass. I, I don't want Finley to embarrass herself in front of Sophie's family, mm -hmm. but would that have made a more sense? Yes. Yes. <sighs> okay. We've got it all out. I mean, I'm sure I mean, we have more. I know. We've gotten, we have we've gotten it. some stuff we out. So, so, yeah. so Danny, Sophie answers. Danny calls Sophie and Sophie is at Dana's and she answers that. Yeah. And then we go to... Speaking of being on the phone. Yeah. Alice <laughs> is on the phone with a reporter who once again is asking Alice about <laughs> her personal life after saying she's done so much for lesbians on TV. Um, a question I have is how did Alice get branded as a capital L lesbian talk show host? Because right. this felt like a very easy time to say when the reporter was like, you've done so much for lesbian representation to be like, ha ha, actually... I'm bisexual, but I hope I represent queer women or yeah. I hope queer women, you know, I'm so glad yeah. lesbians relate to me. Like, yeah, there were so many other options. And instead, what she does is roll with this reporter calling uh -huh. her a lesbian talk show host and then say, well, I'm dating a man named Tom like that yeah. is opening up opening her up for the thing that she seems deeply afraid of, which is that people will make fun of her on the internet. Yeah. And actually she says she clarifies the cis man, which I actually thought really liked because I do think that Alice the, would the assumption a, would, would be would date a trans man and still identify as uh, like <laughs> then like not be worried about it. <laughs> right. Feels, that fits with Alice I mean, and like, Alice's community. Do I understand being a bisexual who stops dating men and then every and then you call yourself a lesbian and then everyone starts to call you a lesbian and then you just kind of say that then you just kind of are a lesbian? Yes. <laughs> but is that what happened with Alice? Like, is that what we're led to believe that like throughout the last 10 years, she hasn't identified as bisexual publicly? I don't think we've been led to believe anything. I believe that that's what's been happening because that's what happened to me personally. Yeah, I, no, I know. I know what you're. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because that seems possible right, sure, okay. to me. But I would think she'd be like, actually, I'm not a lesbian. I'm bisexual. And There's, then say, right, and I'm right, dating right. a man. She's been offered so many opportunities on record th right. this episode, even right. not even yeah. like over the last 10 years. I can see how like, again, the identity or like label that gets assigned to you can just kind of get away from you. And you're like, okay, I'll just roll with that. Yeah. But yeah. like right now specifically, people are always telling her how great it is. Carrie, how great it is that there's a lesbian on TV. Yeah. 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 She, she never, just be like, yeah, I'm not one. Totally. Yeah. She could say like, actually, this is what I would say if I was in her position, which I could be, but I'm not because I have a girlfriend is like, actually like, yeah, I did identify as lesbian for a long time because that kind of just seemed like, the right fit for me, but I actually used to identify as bisexual. And I think I identify as bisexual again because I'm actually dating a man. Yeah. That's all. That's Labels. a side of myself that I'm exploring. Um, so we go to Angie's a prom. She and Jordy apologize to each other. Jordy lost prom queen. Very sad, but they dance and it's cute. It's sweet. Um, I, I will Did say. Did they not want to hire any extras for this scene? I guess not. Which I get. That's fine. Yeah. In my head, they're outside of um, Olivia Rodrigo's sour prom <laughs> like 45 minute concert. They're just like in the symphony. Um, like 
Angie and Jordy feel very chaste to me and like very much like sort of don't even really feel like girlfriends. And I just, there's gotta be an in between between yeah. like sexualizing teenagers, which I don't want and them feeling like, so like they don't, I don't think they've even tongue kissed. Yeah. They like, hug when they, they, when hug, they, they hug. hug. Like that, the, 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 they hug all the time. Like it is just a little bit weird. Like there's gotta right. be an in between. Is it cause the actors are young? Cause like sex education is about high school. They are a lot. The actors are a lot older and yeah, it's cause or like Beverly Hills, I know to know as aforementioned. I mean, so is euphoria, but like it is because the actors mm. are actually teenagers here. So right. it makes sense that they wouldn't have like graphic sex scenes, like in sex education. Like I right. get that and support that. But I do think there's like an in between. They don't even have to like, make out there even just as like a way kiss. of there's also just a way they of kiss touching. On there's like a way that they could like hold each other touch each other that could just be like a little bit more flirtatious i don't know they're yeah just, i like, agree they just like have friend chemistry not romantic chemistry which is like fine i guess but it does like i really felt it this episode where i just yeah. was like mm. yeah the the end of this my note is like towards the end when they're in the little montage dancing which we're getting we're about to get into but like they don't the climax of their like dancing outside of prom is that they do one very intense hug. Yeah. Right. It's like, I don't need to see two 17 year olds have sex, like, especially on this show. Right. But I mean, <laughs> ever, <laughs> but like, <laughs> but like euphoria or sex education where 20 year olds are playing 17 year olds. Like that's okay. We're getting into something different, but like, the um, hugging is the, the hugging. Hu it's stop. reminiscent of what gay all gay well, people used to do on TV. Uh, that's what's bothering me. I think about right. it is I just am a little bit and especially I don't know, especially because she's trans. I don't. I don't know if I have like an actual specific critique. It's just like hitting me weird. Yeah, sure. no, it's too. It's it was super weird because last week was la two weeks ago. What was the singing in the rain thing? Uh, two weeks. Yeah. When they sh when they were like, I'm so glad you. And then they they did the hug. They yeah. did the yeah, hug, and I'm like, these. Come on. I mean, uh. maybe the actors like don't feel comfortable. In which case, like respect those 17 year old actors. Right. But even like a kiss on the cheek or an arm around the yeah. shoulder yeah, can yeah. feel very like. Yes we are a couple who are dating yes. and yes. these hugs are very like, yeah. Oh my God, my best friend. Like, yeah. 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 They the, have the hug best, is best friend like, energy. Reese and I had more chemistry when we hugged hello at the door yeah. mm -hmm. than these two have uh, like, they have, yeah. Best friend. Like, Oh my yeah. God, are we so cute together? Right. 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 Also, well, and she does look great in her suit. I don't know if we took my time yeah. for that. And I love that. Jordy is wearing basically a Betsy Johnson dress <laughs> because yeah. that was critical to my prom experience. It also had the Villanelle vibes of that. Yes. Which classic. Yeah. Mm. Um, okay. So Bet and Tina have made For their way. For some reason I stopped taking notes here. So <laughs> they've made their way to Marcus. So they recast him. So why is any of this storyline happening? If he didn't have to, if he could just live on, why is he saying? I have no idea. Also, why did they recast a lighter skinned actor? Um, that is a bummer. Mm -hmm. And why do it? And again, why have Angie have another black relative who dies? Yep. Right. I don't know what happens next because I don't have um, notes. Oh, right. Okay. So, so Ben and Tina are in Marcus's. Oh yeah, and he's like, congrats room. on. Yeah. So I guess he's reading the fucking LA Times yeah, on his deathbed. Like gives Marcus Angie's questions, and he's like, oh, I didn't. I guess I can meet her. Sure. Like it. That's it. What? Like. I was like, what is ha like, I don't know. It makes sense. And none of it makes sense. Do their schedules not line yeah, up? I don't <laughs> what was going on? I don't know. But I'm, um, he's proud of Bet for raising Angie, who's obviously such a great kid because she has great handwriting or whatever. Yeah. Bet and Tina like lock eyes because yeah. Bet is like, we did it together. It's so cute. Again, I'm telling you, <laughs> I can hear the people who want Bet and Tina together just thrilled. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Which is most people, I think. I think it is. It's That's so surprising to me. I'm so. Um, I'm just. Also, though, just one quick thing. As a person of LA experience, mm-hmm. Marcus has a show going up. He's still an artist. He has a mm-hmm. show going up, and Bet calls it Lachma. <laughs> I call it Lachma. I call it Lachma. Oh, I call it Lachma. Oh, fascinating! Wow. Okay. That's why I brought it up because I knew someone would have an opinion. I don't understand how they haven't crossed paths at all. Yeah, he's in LA. Any, he's in LA now, yeah. and he has a show. And he has a Lachma. show. Doesn't make any sense. It seems like she would have literally had to actively avoid him. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Um, okay, Speaking so that I keep yeah. forgetting that the original series was also set in LA. <laughs> we go well, back. He doesn't live in Vancouver right. anymore. Well, it was set in Vancouver, <laughs> really. Oh, yeah, I also had that thought. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. They were back with Finley and she asks, she's like, your apartment's amazing. Like, why did you live in that shithole with us? That was kind of funny. But did Finley live there? Yeah. I thought Finley lived, I thought Finley, this whole thing was that she was living with Shane. Right. But then she got kicked out of Shane's. And and she moved. Okay. Because Kiara came. So she, and then she, and Sophie was like, just live with me. Because they were, they were secretly falling in love with each other. Right, right, Sorry, sorry. Okay. I mean, the things that Finley says in this are kind of a little bit funny. Yes. You know? When she's just like, wow, you're such an adult. And like Gigi Mm -hmm. and Danny are like, what is happening? It's so painful to watch and so unnecessary. And then Finley says like to Danny, like, that's the look. You're giving me the look, the look that like Sophie gives me. And it's like, when did we see that before? Like it was talked about. It's like classic, like like show don't tell like why? Like you can't just be like, oh, we in last episode, we invented that there's this look that Sophie gives that Sophie gives Finley when she's scared of her. I'm like, what? What? None of this. And also, Finley's accidentally stepping in her own pee, but also keenly aware of Danny's facial expressions. It's when so, yeah, I didn't take notes. Drew, thank you for doing the heavy lifting because Reese stopped taking notes. I, I didn't take notes did I on say, this. I was I upset. I guess I don't know why you stopped, but I didn't take notes on this scene. My only note says Finley Gigi Danny scene makes me mad. I don't know. Whatever. We get it. She's an alcoholic. Like, it yeah. just felt so. It's terrible. Obvious. Like yeah. it's just. It's not. Well, something that I think has been coming up a lot in these episodes is that oftentimes we like frame things being like politically bad or like offensive in various ways as like... Or like bad for representation. Yeah, there's like that. And then there's like bad art. And so often they're the same. So often it's it's lazy writing because it's not truthful writing. Mm -hmm. And so it's bad from a narrative perspective and it's bad from a like being shitty like to people perspective and like i wish that more and more culturally beyond the outward we like were able to like talk more about that and like stopped creating this like line between stuff being like politically sound and being artistically sound because usually it's there it, it's one the graph is whatever how graphs work like it, yeah. it's, the, it's like the same the the pie chart is what the red diagram is a circle that's what i was trying to say so it's the like graph is how graphs work <laughs> um so i just it's like so uh, everything everything that is bothering us like and i say politically but it's really just like representing people in a way that is inaccurate and shitty and untruthful and that also is just like it's just terrible writing and i hate it and then we go into our final montage which is we're gonna get to the last thing that i hate is this has sophie already picked her up no no? that's the end okay yeah so angie and jordy are dancing and chastely hugging um (laughs) tina thanks bet for like making it happen that angie's gonna Everyone yes. thinks bet for everything. Yeah. And then and then the two of them are like are being like all like, oh my God, Angie's so lucky to have a mom like you. And it's like a moment where they're just like, it's just like fuck already, get it over with and ruin our lives. <laughs> and then up oh, oh 
Surprise. Marcus dies. We're yeah. coding. Yeah. Which also, like, how many, they love having people coding on this. I know. On this show. But also it was like so weird because now Tina and Bet were present for his death and like his own wife and child weren't, which is yeah. weird. Yeah. yeah. They were downstairs buying a You Are My Sunshine flower. Right, exactly. I know that's Kayla should have come up with little You Are My Sunshine flower and then everyone could have cried. I was just like, really, guys? If Tina was the la- last person to see my <laughs> husband alive, I would think that she killed him. <laughs> what have you done, Tina Kennard? I just, it makes me so mad. I just, um, I mean, we already talked about it, but it's just so, it's so gross. Yeah, it's like, so stop so killing many black things. people yeah. on this show, please. And and then the weird thing is that this then this season we also found out that against what we believed, Bet's mom is actually alive, but she's the white parent. Mm-hmm. So the only living family member. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yep. Um like, did then, no one say this is a little bit messed up? Also, they well, just introduced him. And again, what is the point of what well, introducing would, I, him why d- and recasting him if they were just yeah. gonna kill him off? I, Couldn't he have been he Unfortunately, he died two years ago. Okay, fine. Then right. I don't have to meet a character. What happened to the kidney? Invest. Yeah. yeah, we didn't explain that at all. It's just like, what was the point? What was the point of having the storyline at all? Like, what was what was accomplished by Angie not meeting Marcus? Like, have, what did that do? We've yeah. traumatized Angie. Yeah, I don't know why. Just killed someone else? Yeah, it makes no sense. It's just, I mean, again, it's just lazy. It's the same thing Cause of what we're talking about with Finley. It's, for black women? It's just, it's just that they don't, they don't know how to create conflict unless it's the most obvious ways of creating conflict. So it's death, it's jail, it's cheating. Like this is the only way they know how to create conflict. I wish there were more cheating. I know, I, I know, right? I just, I wish that I didn't have to be having this conversation. <laughs> Not with you two, this is lovely. But I just mean like, I wish I was just excited about what they were getting up to. Yeah. yeah. I wish I weren't like thinking about what the writer, like I just, am having a moment where I'm like, are people going to listen to this and think that I'm really angry for no reason? And maybe, but more importantly, I wish that I didn't have to be like, this is why I'm angry. Instead, I just got to like turn my little brain off and enjoy some hot people kissing and sometimes cheating on their partner with their ex and sometimes like spending a million dollars on a home and then I don't know, throwing a weird party in it or something. Like, I don't know. Any More karaoke. Number, right. Any number of other storylines. And instead, now I have to be mad and I have to be responsible for being mad on this podcast. Yeah. And also, like, one of the things that we talked about a lot a few years ago when all that conversation was happening around, like, lesbians being killed on TV shows at egregious rates or whatever, is that, like, the one of the most... Because when we were doing the list, it was like, do we want to in- in- include guest characters who are only there for one episode? Because probably not, because that could be, like you know, so many procedurals and stuff like that. But it's also like we did include some because there is something so especially egregious about introducing a lesbian character mm-hmm. just to kill her moments later. Yes. yes. And I think the same, obviously the same is true for black characters. And that's yeah. exactly what they did here. Like they introduced him and they killed him three minutes later. Yeah. yeah. That's so profoundly fucked. Yeah. And I don't know how they're going to come back from this. Yeah. Yeah. I have to watch Andrew be sad next episode. Right. right. Like, I- I don't want that. No, Why I do want, they think I want like a fun, like I want like a, I want like a season, a finale where people have sex. Right. And like Angie and Jordy hold hands while they go to meet Marcus at the or house to that Disneyland. he lives in. And then they all get to go to Disneyland or and something. she cuts her like, kidney right out of her body and gives it to him and he swallows it and then he's fine. And they all go to fucking Disneyland. You know the way kidney transplants work. <laughs> exactly. That's how they work. Like eating the placenta. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Um, 
the end of this montage is that Sophie comes to get Finley. Is there a conversation in this? I didn't take I notes on it. I don't know. I think <laughs> is it, our our DG and Danny still standing there? Like I who say, is this? I say Sophie goes to Danny's. My last note under that is WTF. Why? So I don't know what prompted that. I don't know if she says anything. I was. They're so, all kind of looking at Finley, like, yeah. oh no. Yeah. And again, it's like we've never seen them have to do this. We've always seen her like wake up in a strange place, which is scary. And again, not a sign that things are going well for her. But like, yeah, it's never. I'm not trying to make a value judgment on Finley's alcoholism or on anyone's alcoholism, but like. Finley has never actually appeared to be a burden to anyone in Mm -hmm. her life because of her drinking. She's harming herself Mm -hmm. and she's sometimes harming other people like Rebecca or Mm -hmm. like whatever. I've never seen her do this to her friends. I've never Mm -hmm. seen her friends be concerned about her. I've only ever seen them be like, fuck yeah, let's keep drinking Finley. Like, let's go out. Let's Mm -hmm. do more stuff. Bro night. And for them all to be looking at her with this like, pity and pity and disappointment and disgust is like sort of what I was trying to poke out with the Sophie conversation, like where they got into a fight and she's like, your light goes out, all that stuff. It's like, where is that coming from? Cause I haven't seen any of it. I genuinely believe that loving people who have alcoholism is hard. Right. I believe that. Yes. I agree. Yes. Having loved people who have alcoholism, I agree. It is hard. I think it would be hard to love Finley as she is. And as we've seen her, yeah, I think they're drawing a parallel here that like they've always felt like they do in this episode while they're staring at her like this. And I don't understand how or why. Yeah. There's well, so many small, easy things too. Like that could have, I mean, mm-hmm. she could have just fallen asleep on the bus and had all her stuff stolen. Right. Common. Anything. Uh, yeah. It's, what is she doing at Danny's? So was it just so she could, like be like your apartment is nice or I I think there's supposed to be some Sophie was supposed to be embarrassed. Yeah, probably so that Sophie will be, or do they want Sophie to be mad for embarrassing her? Or something? Maybe there's also something with Finley and Danny of like Finley thinks that Danny is the person she should be aspiring to be mm-hmm. right in this whole thing. Yeah, which because also doesn't make sense because Sophie told her otherwise and yeah. usually Finley pretty much believes whatever people tell her Yeah, and they're also just extremely different people. The only right. nice thing was that it was that I think at least in this episode, they made it clear that Sophie really cares about Finley and did seem to regret like everything, which I think is more consistent of her character that she would be preoccupied by it. But other than that, I was like, this is not an improvement on last week. I was really like, are they not? Is she not on the cast for this episode? I really thought she wasn't going to be there. Yeah. Um, that's the episode. That's the episode. <laughs> Okay, well, um, I did. All I want to do is start a podcast called Finley and Sophie, where I talk about all of my feelings about this storyline. Oh, I thought you were going to say like where I fanfic. write fanfic and read <laughs> oh, it. Oh no! Um, like, wouldn't it be nice if every week me, you, and Drew got together and we sat in this living room like we are now, you in this tall chair and us on the floor, and you had notes mm-hmm. and you read us a bedtime story, which was like. This week on the L Word Generation <laughs> Q, right? Sophie and Finley went to Huntington Gardens <laughs> and they walked around and Finley played soccer with a little boy because she loves playing soccer. Yeah. And then Sophie got a call from Alice that she's getting promoted. And look at that. Right. Everything's fun and happy. I would like to clarify that it is possible to have high drama, lots of conflict 
and it isn't this type of shitty over the top conflict. Right. As much as I would love for Reese's fanfic to right, be. But Reese is reading me bedtime stories. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I just want to say that the L I feel like that's how the L word, the L word writers think. They're either like, well, it's either this or it's this. And it's like, no, there's a whole world of conflict. Right. It's just like um, it's season two. How hard is it to still have ideas? I know. And you have a million characters. You yeah. have to give like three minutes each character. Right. And episode. like, come on. And I know they were restricted by COVID in terms of what they could do. But also, I feel like they did a great job of that. Like, because they were setting up these sort of intergroup yeah. romances that mm -hmm. were really fun for us. And then right. they there just could, fucking blew it. There could constantly be conflict. They, I would think that this show was a vast improvement over the episodes we've seen the last two if they just sat all of them at the poker table again and had everybody kind of sn snark at each other. I'd be like, yeah. sick. Great, great Let's finale. Go. Yeah, well, um, that wasn't great. So I well, wasn't as demoralized after this one as I was after the first one. Uh, yeah, I, was I was mad about prepared. I was mad about the Finley yeah. storyline like much more than I had been, but I wasn't as much like what the fuck yeah. is going on. It's more competently yeah. written, but yeah, it was it was definitely better than last week. I'm, but also we also week. knew because Lauren had already said that she hated it, so I was already prepared yeah. a little bit for that. That's true. I have no uh, idea what to expect next week, but we'll be here. I'm dreading it. I'm like, I'm not, not dreading it, but I'm not excited because uh, the way every direction, everything is going in is a direction that I don't care for. Right. Yeah. A real shame. What if everyone had chaperone Jordi and Angie's prom? That, that would have been a fun little be fun. bottle episode. And I don't know. Sophie had to do it because she had to like do a favor for Alice or something. Yeah. And you could even still have Finley like trying really hard not to drink at prom. Yeah, but, but still, then like, sneaking up, into the like, bathroom. She's like, now you're drinking with 12-year-old boys. You have a problem. There's something to talk about. <laughs> that sounds like a much better... Alice has to decide if she should bring Tom, Tom. or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. We Tessa, remember when Alice was like, you know, it's weird to just bring a guy into this. And it was like, I have an idea. Bring him. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what that looks like. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of To Ellen Beck Generation Q, one of two podcasts brought to you by Autostrada.com. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at To Ellen Beck, and you can also email us at To Ellen Backcast at gmail.com. Don't forget, we also have a hotline. Yes, it still exists. Give us a call, leave us a message, or just give us a piece of your mind. You can reach us at 971-217-6130. We also have merch. Head over to store.autostraddle.com. There are Bet Porter for President t-shirts. There are two Ellen Beck stickers and lots of other simply iconic Autostraddle merchandise. Our theme song is by the talented B. Sedwell. Our brand new to Ellen Beck Generation Q logo is by the incredible Jackie Co. Jackie is so, so talented and you should definitely go check out her work. I've linked her website and socials in the show notes. And definitely let us know if you want us to make stickers of the new logo, because I think those would look pretty sick. This episode was produced, edited, and mixed by me, Lauren Klein. You can find me on Instagram at Lauren Taylor Klein and on Twitter at LT Klein. You can follow Drew everywhere at Draw Gregory. That's Drew in the present tense. You can follow Annalisa on Instagram at Analoka with two A's and on Twitter at Analoka with one A and an underscore. You can follow our in-house Elward Savant and living legend Reese Bernard everywhere at Autowin. Autostraddle is at Autostraddle. And of course, the reason why we are all here, autostraddle.com. Okay, so sticking with the trend of last week with our now full of intention Elwards, we are going to end this episode with an Elword that describes what we thought of this episode. So Drew, Reese, and Elisa, what are your Elwords? Mine is lethargic because watching bad television makes me feel lethargic. I'm just so tired. <laughs> I'm 
I'm just so tired. I have a good one. Yeah. Mine is lip lock. Because I would like to see more kissing. Yeah, there was no sex scenes this episode. I don't think anybody put their mouths on each other. In what context could they have had sex that wouldn't make me miserable? Well, Shane Shane and Tess Tess had a little bit of kissing, but like they're the only couple who can have sex right now that wouldn't make me feel a little bit gross. Well, I guess I guess Bet and Pippa, but they're not there. Are they even a couple still, or is it going to be Bet and Tina forever? Oh, okay. So, what's your what you want to say, lactose intolerant? (laughs) (laughs) We really lost Drew on that one. Uh, Yeah, my L word this week is lactose intolerant (laughs) because I think that's what Finley was suffering from at the end of the episode uh and everyone was like oh you're drunk and it's like I don't know maybe she had milk I think you've put about as much thought into your L words this season as the writers have put into the show (laughs) thank you and I want the writers of the show to know that I would put more effort into it if I was hired to work for your show Finley's either suffering from lactose intolerance or um, that disease on Spongebob where everyone gets the suds I'm critiquing the show not any individual people Mm-hmm. See you later. <laughs> Bye, guys. Um, have a nice day. Girls in the dark. Topping, laughing, moving, fisting, biting, fucking, crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the way. It's the way.